is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Today is October the 19th, 2019. Strong hand, unconfiscatable. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. We'll talk about that deferral of gratification. This is a golden age. Be relentless, people. Strive for greatness, ambition. Avoid mediocrity. That's what this show is about. And we're going to talk about those subject matters. I want you all to check out this where it is daytime. It is beautiful. I am loving it. It is springtime. Uh, hello, my elite friends. If you got questions and answers or questions, I got your answers. Type in Bitcoin Meister in there. Um, and I'll answer your questions. This is the Beyond Bitcoin show. So we're going to talk about subject matters way beyond Bitcoin. We'll talk a little bit about Bitcoin also. I've got some Bitcoin, a Bitcoin event I'm going to be at today in three hours. Alex Gladstein is speaking or something. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk more about that later, but good to see all the people out, uh, out there in the chat. Hello, elite friends. As I said before today, by the way, October the 19th, is a happy day for me, a good memories at least. This is the day my father was born. So thank God my father was born um, because he created a great family and I wouldn't be around if my father wasn't born on this date, October the 19th. All right, so, and let's let's jump into the, the subjects of the day. And the Sydney events are linked to below. If you wanna hang out with me in Sydney, the, where I'm gonna be, it's linked to below. I'm speaking on, was it Wednesday? I'm confused what day it is. Pound that like button and Kaza says welcome to Sydney. Well I've been here a couple days now Kaza and you know I love it. I, I do love Australia. Uh the sun you gotta be careful of the sun put that uh put that sunscreen on of course and uh Benjamin Imhoff said what are your thoughts on coin mixing? Love it do it I haven't done it yet you should do it but I like it why not freedom baby pound that like button okay I once had a teacher with the last name of Imhoff. All right, now moving on. That's your, your last name apparently too. Maybe, maybe that's a fake name. Social media is not a constitutional republic. The United States is a, a constitutional republic. So there are many people in the United States, uh, who, and, and, and including leaders, elected leaders, who they don't like uh, a constitutional republic. So social media allows them to establish authoritarianism. Many attempt to be authoritarians on social media. So get used to that. That's that's the uh, beauty of social media, I guess. You can be anyone. There are, it's not a constitutional republic, so people go around trying to boss people around, being the dictator uh, and in, 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 in trying to shame people. And so let it, so just remember that, remember that, that uh, some people use this as their playground to be authoritarians. And yeah, that's, that's gross, but hey, let, let them do that. Let them get themselves, at least they're not being, uh, they dream of being authoritarians in the real world. And that would be unfortunate if the uh, America devolved into that. But let people on social media, this it can be a world of authoritarians here on social media. And uh, this is their realm to express that. So let, let them do that, but just keep that in mind. When sometimes you see these elected officials yeah, you're like you. You say you you believe in freedom and the, the, the republic and the United States, and you're acting like a total dictator on here. Yeah, all right. 
Okay, moving on. Just a total uh, dictators, even just someone minding every aspect. Um, a micromanager of other people's lives, just getting into other people's business. All right, so let's talk about uh, how some of these sociopathic uh, politicians have been behaving lately. Again, you can't put these people on pedestals, and uh, but and so I'm not putting them on pedestals. But I talk about it because it, there's some trends out there. And we've this last uh, last part of the week, apparently, uh, Hillary Clinton uh, called uh, Tulsi Gabbard a uh, Russian plant, and. It, it, basically, the term Russian plant or Russian anything is a, a, a term that mainstream politicians now call people that diverge from the, the traditional political machine, whether they be Democrats, whether they be Republicans. And it's it's total desperation on the attempt of the on the on the part of the old guards. It's a, it's a, it's an attempt that it's an attempt to try to. Uh, Convince the eighty percenters to stick with the old ways. Uh, go that they're a Russian plant. Stick with me. Stick with uh, what's comfortable. But it works though. Name calling works on eighty percenters. And I, I just wonder: Are Bitcoiners going to be called Russian plants, Russian assets soon? Probably, and it'll work. It, it, it's just funny that when when Clinton is talking about the Russian bots. And what they're going to do. She has no clue about technology at all. So she keeps yelling the same word, Russian, Russian plants, Russian. And it's not just her. It's a lot of people that just love to get on this Russian narrative paradigm. And it totally works on the 80%. You, some people you can just lie and lie and lie to. And they will continue to believe it. There's a certain segment of population. And I've learned this. Whether it's with you know calling Tulsi a uh, Russian, hey, Tulsi is a, a member, a liker or hater. And you know she's in the army. <laughs> How's it? <laughs> so, so there's an they plant they planted someone in the army to run for president. I mean it's it, it's a it's a, it's a joke that Clinton even took it to that level. But she can get away with it because so many people blindly believe that narrative that they're stuck in that uh, and. It, People believe the fake, going back to Bitcoin, I had mentioned this before, with fake Toshi. People believe that he, he's actually Satoshi Nakamoto. People, there is just a certain segment of the population that uh, large chunks of the population will believe anything and they will spread the lies for you, passionately spread those lies for you. So they, the, the traditional politicians, they call someone a Russian and the 80% the are spread it for them. Fake Toshi says he's Satoshi. People spread People believe it and passionately, passionately. Cultists. These are cultists. This is the way of. This is what I've learned. It's 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 a sad realization, but people like to be cultists. They like to fit in. All right. Uh, and wait, we will get to OPSEC in a second here. Uh, one thing I wanted to say about Russia, though. So for those of you scared by Russia, that that it's like. Are these dudes that, that are using this Russian term terminology, are they in the 50s still? I mean, yeah, Hillary Clinton was alive in the 50s when the Soviet Union was a threat. But Russia is weak. It's nothing but a cold Saudi Arabia that has some nukes, that has a space program. The people, they don't want to live there. You meet Russians in Australia, in America, in Israel. I mean, it's it's. The people, the smart people want out of that country. Who would want to be there? I mean, 
I get no, no offense. I mean, maybe it's somewhat nice, but they've got all sorts of problems uh, politically. Uh, it's cold. It, it, uh, Putin is nothing, people. They put him on this pedestal. It's absolutely hilarious. But it's it's a it's a it's a narrative that hey the mainstreamers the if you fall if you put these politicians in America on pedestals you are gonna fall for this nonsense and I I feel for you I guess you're wasting a lot of time on it and I just I just wasted some time explaining it all uh, to you people lies lies everywhere there lies all right and uh, it's just amazing Clinton you gotta hand it to her you gotta hand it to her. She'll just keep going and going, saying bigger and bigger lies, and she gets away with it. It's it's amazing. It is it is amazing. Uh, and I put some. It's okay. Opsec classify said hello, friends. Bitcoin Meister, did you get a run in today? A good run in today. If so, how was the sun? No, today was a no run day. This is my no run day. Um, I, I I don't run every day, and. Yesterday, I got a good run in, and I got it in very early in the very early in the morning. What was it? Before it started before seven. So I keep on, and I'm I'm going to talk about a run in a second. I'm going to I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up because I'm going to talk about a an after dinner or after meal run. Also, I'm really trying to avoid the sun here at the, at the prime hours. Okay. And Vention sent five bucks. Thank you, Vention, for the support. And we're going to talk about the support and these super chats in a second, by the way. Lots to talk about today. Didn't the web bot say Craig is actually Satoshi? Sounds pretty conclusive. That is a funny joke. And it wouldn't shock me at all that if if uh, if uh, Bowie bot said that and then everyone forgot about it. it, it Bowie bot has said uh, insaner things than uh, that fake Toshi is Satoshi. In, in all honesty... The, the, the web bot, whatever you want to call it, I call it Bowie bot because it's just, it's like David Bowie making predictions, you know, interpreting a David Bowie song that mean, uh, inter interpreting a David, David Bowie song from 1974 to tell us what's going to happen today is just as reliable as, as believing a web bot. But web bot says much, has made, made predictions much more ludicrous than, uh, than fake Toshi being Satoshi Nakamoto. That's, that's no joke. That's no joke there. Saying that aliens were going to land in Israel in 2010. That, that's that's a web bot prediction that but but people forget that because they're okay because everyone loves to believe lies everyone people can get away with ridiculous lies it's just I'm, it's this the world uh, the social media has brought a lot of information to people but it's it's just allowed people to go wild with the lies too and I I feel like I'm skipping stuff with uh, Tulsi and all that but uh, all right. Enough of that. People here have asked me or have brought up, oh, is it Australia? And I brought this up on the show the other day, but I want to bring it up again. Uh, bringing Bitcoin into Australia or aren't they so strict at customs, et cetera, et cetera? Let me tell you what they're strict about. I mean, they're not dog. They don't have dogs searching you for Bitcoin, okay? They literally, if you say, first of all, you have to be honest about the food because if you're not honest and they catch you with the food, any food, uh, that you're not supposed to bring in. They're going to find you $200, and that's crazy. But so I told them I had some food with me, and all the food that I had is like, you know, like, here we go. Let me show you. You can, you can bring this in. This is, you can bring this in. It's, it's prepacked. It's just raisins. It's dried fruit, but they're not freaked out by that. But they make you go through a line, and they literally have dogs. They let, they sick dogs on, a dog on you. It's crazy, smelling all these people, 
Um, and then they have another dog to take his place. They need two dogs, okay? So for those for those of you who are worried about Bitcoin and Australia and, and coming into the country and do they search your phones? Do they do that? No. It's, they've got dogs searching for food on you. Seriously. Now, maybe that can be used as an excuse to do further searches eventually. But I, I got to tell you the truth. What, what I saw here at Customs and what I've seen at other times coming in Australia and New Zealand they care about food much more than like anything else <laughs> because it's an eye. It's a big island continent. They don't want diseases from bugs coming in and, and such. All right. But it was interesting to get searched by a, a dog and you had and to see that they have a, a few dogs there. <laughs> oh, man. What else do we have? All right. I'm making sure. OK, you can again search it. We got nice shirts below. This is a classic shirt. I like to wear it. Yeah, I only like Bitcoin, but it's a cool shirt. People have asked about that before. This is a great Airbnb, by the way. Uh, it's two. I got my obviously my own place, but the the loft bed is upstairs and the bathroom is upstairs, as you can see. And beautiful view of some bridge and everything outside. I can I try to show it to you. You're not going to be. No, you see, you're not going to be able to see it. It's unfortunate. All right, moving on, moving on. This is beyond Bitcoin show, so it takes so darn long. <sighs> it's yeah, it's 10:30 in the morning here. Not to get you people confused, it's already October 20th. But October 19th in the United States, that's what we go by. That my dad's birthday. All right. Moving on. Um where is this? Thursday night was this third world stuff. Okay, Elijah Cummings we're going to talk about. Elijah Cummings. We're going to play this at 2x, people. You, you got to play this at 2x to get through all this nonsense when I'm trying to show you what it looks like outside and I, I fail. So the Baltimore Sun has an article. So Elijah Cummings died. He uh, was a, a congressman from, from Baltimore. Ben Shapiro said from the Baltimore, Washington area. No, Elijah Cummings is from Baltimore. He represented West Baltimore. Nothing to do with Washington, D.C., except he probably, I mean, he, he worked. That's where he did his government job. He's a congressman. So Ben Shapiro doesn't, Ben Shapiro gets a lot of East Coast things totally wrong. He gets states confused. And I love Ben Shapiro. No one is perfect. Pound that like button. But moving back to what I'm trying to talk about here. So the sudden death Thursday of, of Democrat U.S. Uh, Representative uh, Elijah Cummings, a venerated figure who mentored a younger generation of public servants, oh my God, leaves many lawmakers, even while mourning, <laughs> facing a tough decision. Should they defer to Cummings' wife, Maya Rockamore Cummings, who, who, may, who many believe would be a logical successor, or should they run for office themselves? So this is the mindset of, of Baltimore, okay? It's, it's a third world mindset. The guy dies, should his wife take his place? I mean, this is what happens in, in third world banana republics. The, uh, what the, I mean, they were talking about if, uh, when Mugabe was alive, if he was, gonna, if he was gonna die, his wife was gonna take his place. Similar, similar here, similar mindset. And legit, in the article, legitimate political people say, of course, of course she should take his place. She knows so much because she's his wife. Now, she's involved in politics a little bit. The only reason she's involved in politics is because she's his wife. Why did Hillary Clinton become what she became? Because she was the wife. It's, a, it's ludicrous. Should, I mean, 
would this be a little if, if Donald Trump uh, passed away, would, would people be saying, no, 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 Pence shouldn't become president. Ivanka should be president. Ivanka should be president because she's his daughter. She has experience in politics. She works for Donald Trump. She should be. This is the same. thing. But no, people would never. People would never say Ivanka should take the place of Donald Trump. Not yet, at least. But down the line, it, we have a logical succession when it comes to the president still for now, you know. Maybe in the future, it'll just if AOC becomes president, she'll be like, "Well, my husband will become." That's the new rule. Uh, but but the, so that the mind that, that the political leaders in Baltimore consider this a le legitimate mindset that, and this is, and it, it goes. It's not just Baltimore, but that this is a legitimate uh, line of succession in, in so many political world, political spheres that the, the spouse should become the or the daughter should become the the the, the, the successor. It's what happened to qualifications? Well, that, that's not part of politics. That's not part of bureaucracy. There's a, there's no meritocracy. It's bloodline. That's what we, I thought. That's why we founded the United States to get 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 away from the king and the queen. But it's quickly forgotten. It's quickly forgotten when uh, it's, it's it's unbelievable. And I, I do want to say so. I'm not going to say bad things about Elijah Cummings. Uh, I mean, he's going to be remembered a, a, a lot for the uh, the rat comments. Uh, and Baltimore is a mess. Baltimore, it's not his. It's not his fault. Baltimore is a mess. Uh, it's the fault of the people who think it's legitimate that uh, Baltimore should have a banana republic uh, succession uh, uh, scenario. It's, it's it's the people who who litter. It's, it's their it's their fault. But Ben Shapiro again. One reason people hate Ben Shapiro <laughs> is because he'll start to talk about something that he's not an expert in, and he and he and Scott Adams also start talking about how great. How great Elijah Cummings was! Great, you don't have to. You don't have to blow it out of proportion, dudes. You don't. He wasn't. He, he wasn't special <laughs> in terms of being a politician. He really. He got into an argument with a uh, with. Uh, he 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 could. He was a great orator. He he, he spoke loudly. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, it's 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 just it's amazing these these white guys just so trying to fit in it, it's pathetic it's it's that that's what it is I can't say something I you know, don't say something bad about a black person okay don't say something bad about a black person but you don't have to be so fake about it and just boost them up to some incredible level and that you're totally unfamiliar with anything they did which is Ben Shapiro and Scott Adams who are West Coast guys. Who again? You got Ben Shapiro saying he's from the Baltimore, Washington area. He's from Balt. He's from West freaking Baltimore. He's got nothing to do. I mean, little to do with the, the other areas. All right. So it, it, it's funny to see these white dudes squirm when when uh, when when uh, Elijah Cummings again. So there's a certain level of political correctness there on both these so-called not so political correct people, Shapiro and. Uh, and Scott Adams, and I, I and I like Ben Shapiro a lot. Scott Adams is pretty good, um, but they can be very, very wrong. I'm just pointing that out. And this is beyond Bitcoin shit, so we're going to talk about something like that. Um, and OPSEC classified sent two bucks. He said, if possible, show us some sites in Aussie land. Yeah, I'm trying to, man. I, I want to. Uh, I've got my good camera um, that I never ever use because I can't use it live, and it takes a long time to upload stuff. I should use this is great, great upload speed here. So I should do it today. I, it's just a pain in the butt. So much, so much is a pain in the butt with making these shows, dudes. I, I, it's, I, um, it's unfortunate. Uh, and it's not my main source of, uh, income at all. So there's no incentive for me to really, um, 
spend more time than I have to. And I've been, and sometimes I spend too much time on this stuff. Sometimes it is, it takes up, and we're going to talk about that in a second with the YouTube stuff, because YouTube has been as since August the 1st or July, the, I, it was August the 1st when I changed things around. There's been, it's been pretty ridiculous lately. It is having to deal with certain aspects of, of filming this and posting it. It's, it's time. And I, I would rather, you know, go running and, and do, do the things I enjoy in, in real life. Uh, then, you know, waste so much time filming this stuff sometimes. It's ridiculous. Uh, there's a little insider info. We'll, we'll get into that in a second. But it is beautiful. And I do wish everyone could see all this stuff. And I wish there's a lot of stuff. I And I, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And I, I just enjoy, you know, part of the thing about making these shows is that when you do travel around, you get to meet the, the people that watch your show, that you have on your show. So there's been a freaking pleasure meeting Hass in person. And it wasn't like I just met him for the first time. We both said it's like we know each other. It wasn't. It's so awesome. The internet, it can be great. This YouTube stuff can be so great. There are so many positives from it. But there are some, there's some downsides. And we're going we're to talk about that in a second. Wow, this show is long. Okay, Thursday night run. I wanted, So everyone knows I got here on Thursday. Uh, I had Hass on the show. He was great. He was also great on the show Friday. And so don't get confused. Wednesday, Thursday, when I got here, that was Wednesday's show we filmed. I just got freaking confused, but <laughs> doesn't matter. But what I want to say on Thursday, uh, after finally eating after 54 and a half hours of not eating, and it was a good fast. Um, I ate, I felt good. I waited two and a half hours and then I went running and it was a it was a good run. And usually, if you only wait like two and a half hours after eating and, and you try to run, you don't feel that good. Um, you feel like you have to defecate at the end of it. And I didn't. It was good. And I thought this probably has something to do with like the fifty four and a half hours I didn't eat, <laughs> and that I just haven't felt the just the the food I just ate two point five hours ago is just powering me purely. That's because that's all that's in me. Because in the past, again, as I said, when I've eaten my meal after only a 22-hour fast, I, I, it does hit me differently. So there's something for you, people. Don't know if you have a long fast and then you eat and then you run, you don't get cramps. This is what I'm trying to say. That was weird. But so the other night, it was a good run. I, that night run was cool. It is safe to run here. I'm in the Ultimo area. I ran through the Chinatown. There's markets. There's all sorts of beautiful stuff. And at night, you can still sort of see it. Um, how free are you? Here's a test for the people out there. How free are you? Can you criticize China publicly about Hong Kong? There's some people that can't do that. There's so many people's businesses depend now on China that they can't uh, criticize Hong, the, the, the China situation, what China's doing to Hong Kong. And I, I surely can do, do that. What China is doing in Hong Kong is absolutely brutal and horrible. They are trying, they're going against their agreement. They were supposed to let Hong Kong be free. And they want to have this extradition bill where if you commit a crime in Hong Kong, they could take you to the mainland and, and subject you to their ludicrous rules. And that is absolutely wrong. Absolutely wrong. And uh, but a lot of people can't say that. So that's a test in the modern world of how free are how free are you? So many you're not you're not truly free if you are at if you can't you can't comment against 
Hong Kong. You can't comment against China. They have some, a little bit of power over you, whether you want to like it or not. And it is amazing now. The, China has, they built, they have a long-term plan. They are long-term thinkers. How many people, powerful people, uh, famous people, famous businesses that they, they have power over now, that, that fear uh, stating their opinion on, on what's going on in Hong Kong. This is the world we live in today. Uh, we, we've got, yeah, we, it's, it's quite, quite a world. China is a very powerful, uh, uh, but, but, and that's why, uh, you know, love it or hate it, the, the, the United States uh, way of life, um, as it, and it devolves into socialism, it's not what it's not what China is. It is not what China is. We freedom of speech is is such an important thing. It's such such an important thing, and the the ability to be able to criticize uh, your government. And uh, all right, fake outrage test. This is another test you should have. So there's there's all these people. Social media is all about the fake outrage and outrage theater. You have to be able to learn how to identify outrage theater. When people are just something controversial happens, or they we're told it's controversial, and people go wild. Like, how could they ever say that? How could they ever say that one word? How could they talk about a minority? How could how they, that person should be fired? It's outrageous. It's outrageous. So when you hear something like that, just take a step back. And it's as simple as this. Take a step back. Does anyone really care about this? Does anyone really care about this subject matter? And most of the time, the answer is no. Who, who really cares about this? This thing that this, this social media maven is, comp is, is complaining about. That person painted their face blue. Does anybody really care about that? That, that person wars, does anyone, that, and then move on, move on from there. Like, I'm not even going to participate in this uh, exercise because it is, it never stops on Twitter. Uh, and most, the 80 percenters fall for it. They just keep on going with whatever narrative is out there, as silly as it, as it is. And you just need to have the patience to, to and, 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 not, and, don't, and don't be, because most people are impulsive. They want to jump on that train and start uh, just, Get fit in with the a outrage, the outrage train. You take a step back and say, like, no, it's that's no one really cares about that. Who who in their right mind would care about that? And you move on. So that's your fake how to avoid fake outrage, the fake outrage test, outrage theater. Get familiar with it. Don't participate in it. Now, let me make sure there were no other questions. Uh, someone said King George. Are you talking about uh it's George. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't even. I, I just that guy isn't talking about what I'm thinking about. George Street is the major street out there, and it's so funny. In these former British colonies, they they keep the name. Certain British col. It's funny that <laughs> the productive British colony, former British colonies, they don't rename their streets, so they still have George Street out there. Okay, after King George in in Tel Aviv. They kept King George Street also. Just saying. In Zimbabwe, they changed all the names of the streets. Because that was such an important thing. The people were outraged. There you go. <laughs> Moving on. You know, you 
there's certain and you each country can go their own way some countries are obsessed with tearing down when you start becoming obsessed with tearing down monuments and renaming things you're not being very productive when you just leave things be names name is just a name business is business focus on productivity and business I, i that was all unplanned what i just said now bernie sanders what do we have here this is as I said, the United States better than China, but we have we do have, we do have our issues back there. And he says about Elizabeth Bernie Sanders draws contrast with Elizabeth Warren. She said she says she is capitalist through her bones. I'm not. So he's attacking uh, Elizabeth Warren for being a capitalist. Yep, that's what politics is about on the Democratic side of the aisle this day these days. Good luck. And so capitalist is, capitalist is becoming a dirty word. Uh, it's, not, it's not a dirty word with me, but uh, if people who want to waste their time with that. Who's the biggest capitalist hater? That, that's, uh, that's who's going to win the Democratic uh, nominee. Uh, and AOC has to say she has a tweet and she just tweets these things to get attention. And that's mostly what outrage theater and what social media is about now, just how much attention you can get, how outrageous you can get. But she she uh, believes this tweet, and it simply says, tax the rich. And the best reply to it was punish the successful. But society has devolved into, no, tax the rich, it's normal. It's emotion. It's, it's, it's envy. That's what, that's what it's about. Capitalism, it's evil. It's productivity. We, we don't need that anymore. Tour de Meester has a... Uh, has a tweet out there and it's a quote from Nicholas Talib. His name is Nicholas Talib. I can't pronounce it. And this is a fun one. Take Nicholas Talib's take on things that are likely to break within the decade. So he says in this uh, golden age decade that we're about to encounter, the following things are going to break. Seed oils. Uh, Statins, most psychiatric drugs, fiat money, the Saudi regime, desktop computer, national airline companies, neo-atheism movement, behavioral economics, and CNN. Hmm. Yeah, I could see a lot of those things breaking, disappearing. People are addicted to statins right now. They don't realize statins are horrible. They don't realize seed oils are horrible. And that most psychiatric drugs are horrible, or very powerful at least. Fiat money, uh, it's not going away, but there are going to be a lot of 20 percenters that wake up to Bitcoin. The Saudi regime, eh, they'll keep on getting getting away with it. They'll still have the oil. It's an interesting thought experiment there. I like that. Everything I talk about is linked to below, by the way. Someone asked in – I forgot who asked this in the comment section of a, a video. Hang on one second. All right. In, in the comment section of a video, someone asked about frequent flyer miles. He says, Adam, on your Beyond Bitcoin show, can you talk about accumulating frequent flyer miles? If you, uh, Which ones do you sign up for? Which company is better? Thank you. Okay, so I have frequent flyer miles with the uh, major three American airlines. And it's American United and Delta. And American Airlines is the worst. By far, it is the worst. If you don't spend them, if you don't 
spend them or buy something with them or fly for 18 months, they take them away for you. That's it. If you, and what I need to do is I actually need to use them to, to just, I just need to get rid of them to go on a flight. And I haven't been good with that, but I got into a situation where I knew they were about to expire. So I bought a plane ticket. Um, it was when I was traveling to Los Angeles once because I love, I don't like to fly into LAX. I like to fly in or out of Burbank instead. And I thought since the flight was going to fly um, before the, no, since the, since I purchased the tickets before the, before the, the miles expired, I thought that was great. That was fine. But apparently you actually have to fly before the miles expire. So even if you give them, you know, the, 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 uh, the money beforehand for the tickets, they can still take away your miles if the miles expire before you actually fly. So I realized that and I wanted to keep my miles. So I bought uh, a new pair of running shoes through the miles program. And I was going to buy a new pair of running shoes anyway. And they were basically the same price that I would have gotten Basically, so I saved my miles that way, but it was totally ridiculous. I think I think it's totally insane. But this is their rules; you got to play them. But I'm explaining. You asked about the frequent flyer miles. I think it's ridiculous that they were that if they're about to expire, and you buy a plane ticket, that's not good enough. If you buy, you you have to actually fly the miles before they credit you the miles. Uh, and also, I've done something something I wish. Something I have sort of regrets about. I don't have Southwest miles, but in order to sign up for Southwest Airlines miles, you have to give them their social, your social security number. And I just don't want to do that. But maybe I should want to do that. And so everyone knows I'm pretty, I'm not as efficient with my, with my miles as one might think I am. Uh, because there's a lot of, frequent flyer miles are just not that easy. They're, they're, they could be easier to use. How about that? There's bureaucracy involved, and I'm just not into bureaucracy. I, I, get, I accumulate them on all three of the major airlines, and when I'm going to, using foreign airlines, they have partners, so I put in my frequent flyer number, but I, I could be more efficient, and I really should have Southwest uh, frequent flyer miles, but I don't. Um, and Richie Rich said, hey, Richie Rich, what's up? I believe you can sell your air miles, and that's the other thing. You can sell your air miles, he says, for, for Bitcoin. It's not that easy, dude. And they, get, it's, they give you, they rip you off people. Uh, and a lot of people will not buy American Airlines frequent flyer miles. I learned that. That was another thing. There's a lot of companies that don't deal with American Airlines frequent flyer miles. So Delta and United, they Delta doesn't expire I don't think United expires or United's longer. Those ones are easier to use and I wouldn't even want to sell those because I'm going to use those eventually. But you need more Delta miles to actually qualify for a flight. Whatever. Americans, the American airline is the worst. I can't tell you which one's the best. Probably Southwest is probably the best, but I don't I do not do Southwest. So they, I, I don't feel like typing in my social security number and giving that to them. I just, leaves a bad taste in my mouth. All right. And maybe I'm being a little too uh too odd with that one I, maybe i should sign up for it a every time i fly southwest i'm like oh why didn't i get the darn miles okay 
Who is this? Nick Carter says, the real scarce resource is sticking up for something you believe in, even when everyone around you is doing the opposite. Pound that like button, dude. Fitting in is overrated. Is at, You're absolutely right. And standing for something, man. The real scarce resource is sticking up for something you believe in, even when everyone around you is doing the opposite. Yeah, when everyone's buying, saying, ah, ICO is the way to go now. Altcoins are the way. Oh, Bitcoin is old. No, strong hand. You stick with the Bitcoin. You believe in the Bitcoin, baby. That's me. And yeah, I've, I have uh, conviction. Conviction, baby. Conviction is respectable. As Nick Carter said, basically said. Uh, all right. What is this? So... I want to talk about being in motion with a podcast and, and such. So back in, back in March, I started on anchor with these podcasts and you can listen. I turn all these videos into audio podcast and sportsmeister.com. You can, you can listen to all my podcasts, which are just all these videos plus a few extra podcasts that I've made that are only audio only, but I might turn in the video eventually. So some of you know about that. And so I was in, I was in motion. I, I, I knew that you couldn't just rely on uh, – I couldn't have all my eggs in one basket with YouTube. And because YouTube was getting stricter then with uh, their algorithm, uh, with the money, with demonetizing, all sorts of people complaining. I was, talk about, I was talking about people complaining, and I was like, you know, compete, don't complain. So I got on the Anchor, and Anchor has been pretty – Anchor is better than YouTube in, in some ways. Again, Anchor is only podcast only. It's no audio, no fancy sets or graphics. So I like it. So a lot of 20 percenters really enjoy my show in podcast form. It's been good. I I really cannot complain. And I'm partially bringing this up just to show people you always got to be in motion. You you can't – don't put all your eggs in one basket. It's it's good to – if you're a content creator because you end up being very bitter and angry toward YouTube if you don't have any other – especially if you're relying a lot on the revenue. I am not relying a lot on the revenue. I'm not, I, I respect the money though. That's one of my sayings, respect the money. I enjoy getting money from YouTube and Anchor every month. It's great. It pays for my plane tickets and stuff. It's, I enjoy that. I do, I do enjoy that. So I'd like to have two sources of it, whatnot. But so I, I encourage everyone, if you're a creator, you know, get, get in the podcast land. It's cool. Anchor is really, really, really easy. Uh, and it is really easy to donate to me through there too. So to, to, to and, and that has been linked to below for a while. They do not take as large of a cut as all you guys who say, and I appreciate the super chats. The super chats are great. YouTube takes a huge cut of it, a huge cut of it. All right. And so one thing I would love for everyone to do out there, you don't have to send any sort of financial uh, it, the easiest way is, of course, crypto. That crypto, Bitcoin. They don't take any cut of it. That that's the best. But I, 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 I know I'm offended by selling, so I, you should be offended by selling too. But if you want to support the show, um, retweet some of these these podcasts. Okay, watch the pod, uh, listen to the podcast, uh, and then if you financially want to contribute, the old fiat way. Link to below. There is an anchor link. You can support my podcast through Anchor, because they don't take as big of a cut. And you can do the Super Chat still. Also, I appreciate it. I just want to say Anchor doesn't take as big of a cut. Uh, They are 
They're doing a good, they're doing a good thing. All the people complaining about YouTube that are content creators, check out Anchor. And they don't have a ridiculous algorithm. You don't have to do um, clickbait titles. They don't encourage you to do clickbait titles. It's really more 20%er centric. It really is. And YouTube is going, YouTube is not hiding the direction they're going in. They want huge content creators there, here. They want to be like um, cable TV. They want, and advertisers like that kind of stuff. And that, and YouTube is free to go that way. YouTube is not a place for small content creators. It really is for niche content creators. It's not, and they don't want it to be. And they're not, are they, are they let, leading on people that maybe it can still be that way? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, they're, 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 they're really promoting the huge content creators and some, uh, and some of the most 80 percenter subject matters. You see it in your feed more and more. And they can do their algorithm any way they want to. They can promote anything they want to. And uh, it just – there are other outlets out there. If you don't want to get stuck in YouTube's machine and just – wonder why, why all of a sudden am I just seeing these really mainstream stuff and I find myself clicking on it. Take a step back. You, you just can't blindly sit there, go to these podcast stuff, but you, you gotta be proactive. That's another cool thing about Twitter. If you actually, if you're not just on Twitter, just to insult people and to see what your, what your, your blind leader tells you what's cool and how to fit in. If you're not, if you're actually like, reading people's tweets and clicking on their links that are taking you to helpful uh, articles and podcasts that you can learn, you can really get out of this loop of what, what is mainstream uh, social media now. And YouTube is definitely mainstream social media. Most of it is. You can really fall into a non-thinking trap into it now. So go to Anchor, go to podcast, but you got to be proactive. You just can't sit. It's not just the good stuff is not just going to be fed to you. On YouTube, what's being fed to you is really bad, mainstream, mindless stuff now. And um, I'm not complaining. I'm competing. I'm still doing these shows, uh, but I'm also putting it out there on Anchor. And I would like to see that expand. And if you you don't have to support the YouTube, I'm giving you options where if you want to support me, you do not have to support the YouTube machine at all. And I respect if people don't want to support this YouTube machine because it is – it is what it is. They want to be mainstream cable TV. And that's their right. That's their right. Um, the Guardian has an article about that some protests have erupted in Santiago, Chile. And all over Chile, I guess. And I was there a year ago. Now, Santiago, Chile is beautiful also. It's also in the Southern Hemisphere. Weather is better, better here in Sydney. And Sydney is more beautiful, sad to say. But still, uh, Santiago is a beautiful place. And they have a lot of economic freedom, uh, and, and, and but the, the, this, the young people there have become spoiled. And I, even when I was there, I noticed communist symbols on the at the at the college there. A state of emergency has been declared in the Chilean capital after simmering protests against a rise in metro fares spilled out into widespread vandalism and violence fueled by rising cost of living pressures. The latest protests follow grievances over the cost of living, specifically the cost of health care, education, and public services, 
unsatisfied by partial reforms following widespread education protests in 2011, the Metro Fair rise has provide has pro proved the spark that has awoken Chile's formable student body. Yeah, so students want a free college. I, I mean, it sounds like uh, the United States here. So it's interesting that protests are going on there. They are, a lot of people love to see protests. These protests are not, are protests toward more government control, more government intervention, which I'm not a fan of. I like the chili that lets people sell, you know, buy, uh, lets immigrants buy garlic at the big markets and then go right outside the markets, peel the garlic and sell the bar garlic for more because it's been peeled and lets poor people just sell books that they find in the garbage on the street in front of um, real retail places. It's, it, it can be really free market out there. So what these people want is they, they're, they're angry at the government systems, the, the metro, the metro fare is too much. I mean, the government wants to run it as a business, not as like a, a freebie. So there's protests going on in uh, Santiago now and the, they, they put the, uh, putting troops on the street. To tell you the truth, I don't think it, I think the, that's not that bad of a thing just because there are troops on the street. We're, it's just something we're not used to in the United States. Now, is that the optimum, optimal way to live? No, it's not at all. But uh, say, say, I like Santiago. I think they're very productive there. And people can protest, but violently protesting, there's got to be something. Violence is not cool, man. Violence is not cool. And it's, it's, it's crazy. I was there a year ago, though. And I would never envision something like this happen. So you never know when the students will go crazy in, uh, in, in really mainstream type of cities. And, and you never know when you're going to have a riot. It's not, it's not just a Baltimore thing. Pound that like button. But as far as I can tell, I don't support these protests. How about that? Yaron Brook, he's got a really long video about that Greta and her climate change. Okay. You don't have to watch the whole thing. It's linked to below. Go to the one hour and 11 minute mark. This is the best part of what Yaron Brook has to say about climate change. Whether you believe in it or you don't believe in it. Okay. Think of it as an opportunity instead of an emergency. Get into the opportunity mindset instead of the emergency mindset. Take You could create positive businesses around lowering carbon emissions and create all sorts of technologies that go way beyond uh, being beneficial for climate change, but being beneficial for society and people would be willing to pay money for these technologies or these techniques that you, so it's not all gloom and doom and panic and emergency, whether you believe it or you don't believe in it. So go to that one hour and 11 minute mark. He, most of the show was about how she's winning, how, how the Greta people are winning because they are, they are playing on people's emotion and they're not using logic and the people that are trying to fight against the, the Gretas of the world are using pure emotion and they should be using logic and reason because logic and reason uh, and not, not getting panicky about it will win in the long run. So if you do try to fight her, uh, yeah, the personal insults against her don't work. Uh, that just strength, strengthens those people. 
Um, you know, I'm not worried about you know, this girl winning. And he, he went way too into it in his video about, oh, she, her side is winning, losing, all this stuff. No, I, my, 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 my takeaway is from his one hour and 11 minute mark about this is an opportunity instead of an emergency. If people want to scream about it being an emergency, let them. You just say it's an opportunity. I personally, I'm not worried about it because I know in the long run, if it is, if it is a problem, the people who understand that it's an opportunity will uh, create beautiful opportunities around it. Uh, and it just won't suddenly happen. And you know, all of a sudden the world isn't just gonna end. This is people, that is something that the uh, emergency mindset gets you. It is not an emergency, it is an opportunity. Okay. To and we got two more things here. Two more, three more things here. Let me just check how long this video has been going for. Oh, God almighty, 48 minutes. How could anyone? Who offended by Elijah Cummings, someone said. Yeah, I mean, he was offensive at times. He, he definitely was, uh, he said some offensive things. Um, is any, and again, if people have quite, I can't usually see what people write unless they type in Bitcoin Meister in there. So if you really want me to read your thing, say your thing. Okay. And remember, and on Twitter, retweet this on TechBalt, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. That helps also uh, because, yeah, you, anyway, Anchor, Anchor is cool, man. YouTube, not so cool these days. Where, what do we have? But, but YouTube, you can, if you can search, if you can find 20% of our videos like mine, there is great, there's great stuff here. The people I have on my show are 20 percenters. But a lot of people don't know about it because they're not being, uh, they're not mainstreamers. Uh, all right. Where are we? Twitter is such a good tool, though, if you use it as a tool. If you use it as a, as a screaming device and an argument device, it is not a tool. This is, and speaking of Twitter, whoever complains about Bitcoin's ever-increasing mining energy consumption, think about this. Global energy usage is now two times 10 to the 13th watts. In order to reach a Kardashev type one civilization, we need 10 to the 16th uh, watts of energy, i.e. Bitcoin is accelerating the process of our, our ascension. That is an awesome take for all the people that say Bitcoin is using too much energy. Because in, indeed, in order to be a Kardashev type one civilization, we're going to have to be able to use and generate a lot more energy from the resources we have on the planet. It's basically using every every inch of every bit of energy that's coming from the sun. If we can use that, we become a Kardashev one uh, society. Uh, and it, we're, it, God willing, we get to be Kardashev one scale. But yeah, Bitcoin helps us in that energy usage. Interesting take on that, dude. Um, I thought, but I, I love uh, hearing about the Kardashev scale. How about that? It, it's beyond Bitcoin shows, so we don't really have to tie it into Bitcoin. MMT works. I wanted uh, another reason that MMT works. Uh, monetary, mon 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 modern monetary theory. Uh, well, for the eighty percenters keep on believing in the dollar. Foreign aid is the crack dealer that gives out the product samples for free. And it gets the addicts more dependent. United States dollar 
we give it to so many countries around the world, so much of it, and they value their wealth in dollars. The more we, it's like crack. It's like they get addicted to it. And we keep printing, printing, printing. Everyone's like, we keep on printing, can't keep on printing all these dollars. It's it's devaluing the dollar. And yeah, over time, certain things have gone up in value. The 80%er stuff, the, the SUVs, they've gone up in the dollar, not value, gone, gone up in price. They've gone down in value. They have no value at all. But uh the foreign aid, the foreign aid that we give out, that just that that continues the dollar's dominance throughout the world. I know it sounds backward. But no, it, it strengthens the dollar uh, because they, 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 and it just, it increases that mindset and increases the, do, the dollar story. There's all sorts of stories out there. And the 80 percenters of this planet believe in fiat and they believe in the dollar and it's, it's not changing any time soon. So I have no problem whatsoever with the United States government continuing to print up dollars. I don't, because I'm in the Bitcoin. What the heck? Why should I care? Bitcoiners should not. I've said this on previous shows. Why are you still valuing your wealth in dollars? You know the United States government. What I don't like is the MMTers, and this is most of the MMTers out there. They're like, yeah, 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 we can print. We can keep on printing dollars for all our, uh, for these programs that we have. And then if we start to see inflation, then we start to tax the rich. No, that I don't like. If you start to see inflation, if inflation starts to bother you, stop printing the dollars. You don't have to tax the rich at that point. All right. Uh, so I, I've talked about MMT before. Uh, I would love to have an MMT person on that is also that 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 takes the approach that I have. That's like, okay, keep on printing the dollar. And if inflation really starts to get out of hand, well, stop printing the dollar. They don't believe in the tax side of things. Okay. Uh, so I. I mean, I don't value, I value my wealth in Bitcoin. I know that that the dollar is just a story that, that you use to get nonsense stuff or you, you, you use, it's, it's a, it's a means of a transaction. It's not, it's not a, it's not a wealth preservation mechanism. No one out there should be using the dot. If you, if you're naive, you're naive. If you think having dollars in the bank is, is preserving your wealth. That's not what it's about. It, it can be printed. It, it, it's fiat is fiat. And so let the, let the United States government print as much of it as they darn want to, because we are the strongest country on earth. We are the greatest country ever, the strongest country ever in the history of the world. That China, China, as powerful as they are, they, the yuan, they can't do what we do with the dollar. They have power over what people say, which is unfortunate, and it is a, a sign of the ascension of, of China. But the, the dollar in the United States is unique. And uh, people believe that story. I've seen it all around the darn world. Okay, I ramble on about that. Hey, so when I was on the plane, my first plane the other day, because I had to take a cross-country flight from Baltimore to San Francisco and then get on a 14-hour flight to Sydney, the United Airlines, they didn't have movies on the American flight, but they had regular TV. Now, I never watch regular TV, but because it's right in front of my face, I saw the Washington Nationals defeat the uh, Cardinals and make the uh, make the World Series. And I, and again, I'm from Baltimore. I'm an Orioles fan forever, and so I want to congratulate some of the Orioles fans <laughs> because national fans, most of you dudes, are nothing but Oriole fans that have temporarily switched your allegiances 
And so I want to congratulate some of my Oriole fans on their team, <laughs> on their other team, making the World Series. Um, I'm not a Nationals fan, so I had nothing against them. And it'll be interesting to have a World Series in the Baltimore, Washington area for the first time since, um, since 1983 when the Orioles won the World Series. But let me tell you something. The Nationals are not the next Orioles. The Orioles are the Orioles. And so you can have all those. When you go to that Nationals, let me tell you something. Some of you dudes celebrating the Nationals getting into the World Series, you know darn well. You know darn well the Orioles made the World Series. You will be celebrating even bigger, going wild, because the Orioles are the team, baby. The Orioles are the real team, not the Nationals. Orioles are the next Orioles. Nationals, good luck to them, though. Um, but I know there, there are plenty of those closet DC-style Oriole fans that are like, yeah, Nationals. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but uh, who would I want to see? Well, if the Yankees got to make the World Series, I would, of course, want the Nationals to win, uh, without a doubt. But um, Houston's the better team if Houston makes the World Series. And uh, that's it. That's the end of the show. Good. I'm, I'm glad I, I – uh, and don't waste your time on baseball too much, people. But it, it can be fun. It can be fun sometimes. Um, be productive. But if it's thrown right in front of your face, you're stuck on the plane, you're trying to fall asleep, no problem watching it. Uh, uh, all right. That is it. That is – I think that's the end of the show. Let me see. Anybody else? Having in six months, yes. Conviction, yeah. I've got Orioles, or Oriole fan conviction, don't I? I mean, they're, they're the second worst team in baseball, but I know, I've got long-term thinking. They shall return. They shall return. Um, and the cool thing about halvings and stuff, it's not like being a, a fan of a sports team. You, ne you never know when the team will be back. But with the halvings, you know, you know what's coming on. So hang on to your, hang on to your Bitcoin. And uh, I'm Adam Meister. <laughs> Ah, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Subscribe to the channel, like this video, share this video. Pan that like button, go to Anchor, subscribe to me there, donate to me there. So with all the stuff I've been talking about in this video. Uh, time to, I'm going to see, uh, going to hang out with some Bitcoin people soon. All right, bye guys. I'll say hi to you in the chat. Spread the word. Pan that like button.